Less than two weeks until Purdue opens its season. Where do the Boilermakers stand after 15 camp practices? Let's break it all down on Golden Black Radio. Kyle Charters here with Tom Deanhart. Tom, in a moment, but first this. Designing and building since 1968, TNW has changed the way people think about construction. TNW's three-stage approach to designing and building is unmatched throughout the construction industry. Learn more about TNW's people, passion, and projects at TWDesignBuild.com. Experience unparalleled comfort, service, and cuisine at the Whitaker Inn. This Midwestern oasis is perfect for a relaxing staycation or weekend getaway. Escape from the ordinary at the Whitaker Inn. All right, Tom, we're a couple of weeks uh, away still from the opener. I guess less than that at, at this point. Game week coming up next week, three weeks in the books for training camp. Uh, let's talk uh, a little bit of uh, the newsy items. You did get a chance to, to to see a little bit of one-on-one, two-versus-two work on Saturday in practice. You don't usually get to see that, considering it's it's often individual drills, which you can only glean so much from. What were your thoughts on uh, getting a chance to see uh, Purdue's starting units and the backup unit as well playing on Saturday? You know um... – you always go right to Hudson Card, uh, at least I do, you know. Um, and we've talked about the effusive praise that, that's been heaped on him since he got here. And he gave a couple glimpses, you know, as to why maybe there's so much excitement about him. In one instance, Kyle, you know, he he, he threw a perfect deep ball to, to Zion Steptoe for about a 60 or 70-yard touchdown. And then a couple series later, about 25, 30 yards out, you know, he's scrambling, trying to buy time, looking, looking, nothing's there. And he tucks and runs and makes some nice cuts, makes some nice moves. We've been in and out of traffic to hit pay dirt. So um, sort of encapsulate maybe his skill set in, in, in just a couple of, a couple of snapshots there on Saturday. So, yeah, he, again, he's uh, he looks like to be a cut above, as they say. And, you know, offensively too, Kyle <clears> – <throat> I'm on record as really liking this group of running backs with Mockaby leading the way, Dylan Downey, Tyrone Tracy. And we've talked about the tight ends too. We both like that room. And we got to look at the offensive line, the number one offensive line. Again, we're looking at, you know, Moose has been out, but it's going to be Musa at left tackle and Bo at right tackle. <clears throat> you have Jalen Grant, Preston Nichols at the guards, the two transfers. And then the center spot, of course, are down the number, the number three center right now. Austin Johnson's been snapping the ball, the Colorado transfer. You know, that's usually Gus Hartwig or Josh Kaltenberger, but they're both out. So, again, Kyle, this offense, I think, has a chance maybe to, to be pretty productive coming right out of the gate. How often do you think Hudson Card will run the ball on game days? Any idea? I don't think it'll be much. I, th- I think there'll be a few design runs. I think they want to be careful with him to, to, to limit his exposure. Um Again, just on design runs and whatnot, but I think they want to show it to keep defenses honest. It's certainly going to be a nice weapon on, on third and one or third and short or fourth and inches to have a quarterback who really is capable of, of just picking it up if he has to. So, yeah, I think he will be utilized uh, from, from a speed standpoint, but I, I don't think there's going to be a ton of exposure there. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking about 10, 10 rushes, 10 designed rushes for him per game probably, right? I mean, maybe – Maybe a few, and then other times where he just takes off. Yeah, yeah, I would think you know two or three, four times a game at the most. And again, it just it's going to depend on, like you said, um, circumstances, how often he has to improvise and tuck on, tuck and run on his own, and how many true design runs are going to be. I think there's just going to be a handful of those. So I came into camp feeling uh, like Purdue, you know, lacked playmakers 
on offense, and that really was going to hold this offense back. Is it possible that that assumption is wrong and that Purdue does have a few more playmakers out there that we just have not yet seen be given the opportunity? I mean, between you know feeling good about the running back situation, as you mentioned, with with the trio of guys who have experienced uh, experience at that position, uh, maybe between the, the the couple wide receivers that we know about, we we like the tight ends. Obviously, is there enough there offensively from a playmaking point of view that maybe we had sort of undervalued that going into camp? I guess we just don't know. Sort of like what you were alluding to with the receiver spot. Um, you know, we've seen glimpses from T.J. Sheffield. Mershon Rice has, has been hurt most of the time, so as you've seen. Um, so we don't know really if any of those guys really has it in them. I think we all can agree Sheffield's probably the most likely of the veterans, maybe to, of, the, of the savvy veterans, to really maybe break out uh, more of a recent veteran, the redshirt sophomore, Dion Burks, yeah. um, number four. I think that's the guy <clears throat> most people have circled with their red sharpies. Hey, maybe this could really be the guy who could be the, the the difference maker, that playmaker this offense needs. So um, we're watching him. I think maybe Zion Steptoe, number 12, a redshirt freshman, a guy you're going to gonna want to watch too. And then the the junior college transfer, Jaden Beal Dixon, um, number zero, um, I think they're counting on him, maybe providing some juice. He's not the biggest receiver in the world, but he, he certainly is very shifty and has a knack for getting behind coverage. So, we're going to have to wait and see at those receivers for sure who really are going to be the playmakers, I think. If, if, they, if they're playing a game tomorrow, who do you think that number three receiver would be if you assume that uh, Sheffield would be one outside receiver and Burks in the slot? I think um, <clears throat> I think they probably would go with Rice at this point. He's been healthy. Seems like he's had a pretty good camp, and he's a veteran. I, I think that would be the guy that would get the nod here initially. But I think it's going to be a pretty robust rotation there. Uh, upwards of what, six to eight guys um, that they're going to want to shuffle in and out. So, again, it's going to be fun <clears throat> just watching that whole unit develop, Kyle. Yeah. Any thoughts on uh, what the first team defense looked like? I know you have been um, a real advocate of Dylan Thieneman. He was out there with those those ones I know with Sanusi Kane off on the sideline. But even when Kane comes back and is ready to go, um, which we would anticipate for the for the opener, uh, it seems like Thieneman's going to get some time, right? Yeah, he's going to play quite a bit. He could end up starting here. They like him a lot. That began last spring when he got here early. Of course, Will Helt got here early. The outside linebacker from Carmel, I think he's going to he's going to certainly play a role too. Jeron Tibbs, a true freshman receiver from Cathedral, has made some big catches in camp, Kyle. He may be a guy that can force his way into the rotation. Not the fastest guy, but a bigger target. Remember, this 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 offense lost uh, Jamal Idrine, the, the Florida Atlantic transfer receiver, who was a big target to a season-ending knee injury. So maybe a guy like Tibbs could step up and maybe carve out some type of a role, too. So those are some guys, I think, true freshman-wise, that a lot of people are keeping their eye on for sure. So it's going to be fun, especially watching the two Indianapolis kids, Thienem and Helt here develop in 2023 one of the uh more veteran defensive players jamari brown uh will not be out there he decided to leave the team it just seemed to me a little bit like a fit issue here for brown i mean a guy who 
is a returning starter, but perhaps does not fit exactly with what Purdue wants to do defensively. I think it's unfortunate that this could not work out in some way, but for Brown, he decided to leave. Yeah, you know, he's about the fourth or the fifth cornerback top. Some had, had gotten sort of passed up by some other cornerbacks in that room. I think there was a sense of frustration on his part. And then you talked about the lack of being an ideal fit for this defense. You know, Jamari certainly wasn't an all-Big Ten caliber cornerback, but he was a guy who started about 13 games at Purdue. Certainly could have helped you off the bench in a small, small capacity. So you, you certainly didn't want to see him go, but now he's gone. So, uh, yeah, you know, I think you're looking at Marquise Wilson, the Penn State transfer, being your number one cornerback. I think Marquevious Brown from Ole Miss is going to be a top two cornerback. And then they really like the junior college transfer, Botros Alessandro as well. So they're still trying to sort through those corners, but I get the sense those are three guys that they like a lot. Yeah. When this team plays nickel, who comes off the field? One of those outside linebackers? I think it's going to be one of the, one of the linebackers, one of, those, one of those inside guys. You may keep a guy like O.C. Brothers on the field, a guy like Clyde Washington go off. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how, how, how that, that role sort of plays out as well. Do you know who that nickel will be? I'm really not sure right now who that nickel would be, no. Yeah. Uh, ben and Meredith was at practice over the weekend. Uh, Purdue will handle some discipline for him in-house. Where does Purdue – what's it thinking as far as QB2? Does it is it comfortable at that spot should something happen with Card at this point, or is that yet to be determined? Well, he's the guy, you know, Bennett Meredith is the number two quarterback. Uh, behind him is, is a true freshman, Ryan Brown, who went to prep school last year. He's a little bit of an older of a true freshman. But, you know, who knows? I mean, Bennett Meredith has never thrown a pass in a college game. He's just a redshirt freshman. Spent last year at Arizona State. So, yeah, you know, God forbid if something happens to Hudson Card, you know, this offense throw, gets thrown in the lap of a kid who uh, really has no experience. So, there you go. It shows you how critical it is to keep card upright this year and protected. Yeah. Because, like I said, you got a redshirt freshman, you have a true freshman. Those are your, those are your scholarship quarterbacks. And then, you know, quarterback four is probably Kyle Adams, the the West Lafayette walk on who's who did he actually played some football. James Madison. He's a guy I think if he had to get thrown out there, he probably could run the offense. So, yeah, the depth chart at quarterback really drops off precipitously after you get past Hudson Carter here from a from an experience standpoint. Yeah. In your deep dive over the weekend, you, you had a number of guys uh, listed off on the sideline. Any real concern about any of those guys other than Gus Hartwig, who we would anticipate, A, is not going to be ready for the start of the season, but perhaps that would even push into October? Yeah, just really Gus. Colton Berger should be back <clears throat> here maybe maybe uh, within the next couple of weeks, next week's game week. Maybe he comes back that week. <clears throat> Um, so yeah, I think other than Gus Hartwig, and I talked about the Florida Atlantic receiver who's out for the season, really they, they've gotten through camp from an injury standpoint, pretty, pretty well. They have the typical bumps and bruises, guys missing practices here and there. A few guys haven't practiced at all, like Prince Boyd and, and, and the transfer from Stanford, Salim Turner Muhammad, the cornerback. Um, but again, there's nothing injury wise that should keep anybody out for an extended stretch outside of the FAU receiver drying. And then, of course, the, the, the just the uncertain status of Gus Hartwig. I know he's not going to be ready for the opener. It's just a matter of, well, when is he going to be ready? Will it be mid-September? Will it be late September? Will it be early October? So that that's the one I think everybody's really watching. Yeah. 
All right, let's take a break. Uh, let's come back. We'll talk a little bit of Ross Aid and the Raiders. We'll do that coming up next <laughs> on Golden Black Radio. On the far end of Main Street in downtown Lafayette, you'll find East End Grill, industrial and classic. The restaurant is built like a steakhouse, but handles like a bistro. East End Grill's menu includes creative starters, simple chopped salads, burgers, fresh fish, and steaks, and the signature shrimp and grits. The staff prepares every item from scratch and emphasizes simple meals that incorporate fresh, local, and seasonal ingredients. A warm and inviting dining room features a cozy bar that includes a great selection of craft beer, inspired cocktails, and a robust and expanding wine list. Whatever your entertainment needs are, a cocktail at the bar, dinner with family, or a special event in the private dining room, the energized and attentive staff is here for you. Eastern Grill in downtown Lafayette, welcome to our table. When it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. AcrePro Midwest Farm Group is your local farmland specialist. With decades of experience in Indiana agriculture, no one knows the market better. Whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local AcrePro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit AcrePro.com or call 765-775-6502 and talk to your local land expert today. Again, 765-775-6502. At Purdue Federal Credit Union, it's about a relationship. A relationship that goes where you go, wherever you are in life. A relationship that's committed to free financial wellness resources, lower fees, and innovative digital banking solutions. Because we believe in people helping people. Let's build your financial future together. Purdue Federal Credit Union, your trusted financial partner for life. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, Tom, ross Stadium. The sod is in. Uh, I have nightmares about that sod coming up in clumps on September 2nd in the evening uh, with all those players running around out there. Hopefully that will not be the case. It does seem like ross will be ready to go. I know you have been asked this no less than 1,000 times in the last 48 hours. Will ross be ready to play on on September 2nd? It will be ready to play. And again, I'm just parroting what I'm told by people that sit in the big leather chairs in along the Northwestern Avenue there in the inner sanctum of, of Mackey arena. They say this, it's going to be ready. Now this, there's going to be details that aren't going to be finished, you know, but nothing that's going to impact the ability to host a game and to host fans. So <clears throat> crews are working 24 hours a day, my friend, and uh, they're grinding, they're grinding, they're pounding hammers and got their blow torches out and their rivet guns. And, and uh, <clears throat> I got a chance to walk around a little bit, uh, this last week in the south end zone, it's going to be pretty cool, Kyle. You know, uh, the patio area up there, the junction terrace, and then the band, and you'll be able to walk on the entire perimeter of the stadium. That's going to be kind of fun, and and then of course the tunnel, right? Um, pretty, pretty, pretty deep tunnel. I was surprised to get a sense of really how long it is. It's going to be, and uh, there's still some work that's going to have to be finished with that that may not be ready for the opener. <clears throat> but it's going to be a pretty neat. Uh, we need an upgrade when it's all said and done. Well, the tunnel's got to be big. It's got to get the world's largest drum onto the field. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Don't don't want to accidentally have something happen where you can't get the drum out there. Um, what do you think the? Do you think it will change? Uh, the vibe at Ross Aid. I have always felt like Ross Aid uh, is a little bit underrated from a like regionally and, and nationally underrated from a. Uh, a game day atmosphere point of view. I think it can get loud in there when you're, when, yeah. when Purdue is good, it can get loud. Do you, do you, any sense for how maybe the, just the game day atmosphere will, 
will change at all, having the entire field now enclosed? Maybe, maybe a little bit louder. You know, that, that south end zone is a little bit more closed in, like a bowl. Yeah. Not, not a true bowl, but a little more closed in than at least it had been, especially since they demolished those south end zone bleachers a few years ago. So, and the band's going to be down there too, right? All the students are going to be in that end zone. So, it'll just be a wall of sound they're hoping that, that emanates, you know, from that end zone. And I tell you, wouldn't it, wouldn't it have been cool if they could have some type of like a mini, a mini train track somewhere yeah. that ran a, like a little little course or a strip of a of track in that south end zone, like they did something that this train chugged along and and toot its horn and something like that would have been pretty neat. You know, on those lines, Kyle, they've got something called the station. That's a premium seating option where um, you can go to Slater Hill and uh, the Boilermaker Special takes you over to ross Aid and huh. actually parked above the tunnel right outside the stadium. You can see the train park from inside the stadium. You can watch the game from, from inside the train or in the back of the train. It's kind of a cool little thing that I think it's going to be on TV all the time during, during breaks coming out of timeouts. That's going to be a big focal point of the cameras, I think. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right, let's talk a little bit of uh, professional football. Uh, a guy named Aiden O'Connell has looked pretty good for the Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> through a couple of preseason games. Um, I, I guess we shouldn't be all that surprised. Uh, I, it, what always strikes me about quarterbacks in the NFL is that, like, Tom Brady just retired, right? He won, like, what, what did he win, a half dozen Super Bowls, something like yeah. that in 20 years? Yet – NFL GMs seem enamored with dudes who can have 40-inch verticals. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, for a league that is just a complete copycat league, right, why yeah. are they not copying what has worked from a quarterback position? That just seems so bizarre to me. And I'm not saying that Aiden O'Connell is going to win six Super Bowls or even one Super Bowl. But there just seems to be a premium on weird things for quarterbacks. Yeah, like I, 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 if I'm a GM, I'm picking a quarterback who throws accurate and make, makes quick decisions, can move within the pocket. I don't care what his forty time is. Can he move within the pocket? Tom Brady was the best ever at that. Drew Brees was really good at that. Um, you know, some of the best quarterbacks ever. Just their ability to move within the pocket. That's all that matters. Throw yeah. the ball accurately. Get the ball down the field. Can you can you can you jump forty inches and run a four or five? Who cares? Just so bizarre to me, but uh, I agree. But Aiden O'Connell has been has been solid. I mean, I think that at the very least, he has probably played his way into the roster. He probably should be the Raiders number two. I I had the unfortunate uh, the last NFL game I went to uh, was Brian Hoyer starting for the Colts. The Colts lost. The Colts lost to Fitzmagic and the Dolphins at home. It was just a tremendously bad game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, AOC's played well. He's played as well as any quarterback in the preseason, again, for that, what that's worth. But still, it's, that's the only sample size we have for for O'Connell. And, boy, he's got the, the dad body just like Tom Brady too, right? Um, <laughs> you know, I, it, it is amazing. You know, we were talking off air about what you what you brought up this NFL obsession of being able to check boxes on a, on a scouting report. Can he do a backflip? Check. Is he six foot five, 250 pounds? Check. Can he run a four five forty? Check. Oh, who knows if he's accurate. Can he throw the ball 80 yards? Check. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? None of that matters. Like you said, Kyle, 
can you, number one, throw an accurate ball? Number two, can you process a defense? Number three, can you make a quick decision, Kyle? Number four, can you can you keep your eyes on the coverage and not the rush and, and stay in the pocket to let things develop and not just get scared and tuck and run? And that takes some toughness, too. So those are the things that matter. And uh, like you said, being able to feel the pressure, move in the pocket, you don't have to be an Olympic sprinter to be an NFL quarterback. Just like having power windows on a car, you don't need power or whatever. You know what I'm saying? There's so many extra things we get in products we don't really need. Yeah. And these things they obsess on quarterbacks, you don't really need to be a good and to be a great NFL quarterback. So it's it's fun watching O'Connor. He's an easy guy to root for. We know him. You know, great person. Uh, I didn't think he'd be a fourth round pick. Well, Josh McDaniel saw something there. I thought he'd be a sixth or seventh round choice. He's in the perfect situation, right? McDaniel's isn't as a Patriot guy. We all know who played for the Patriots, and that offense is suited to those type of quarterbacks. And plus, Kyle, he's, he's got two guys ahead of him that have been injury prone. So, and Garoppolo and Hoyer. So, who knows? I mean, this could end up being just another great chapter and what's been a fantastic, almost a Hollywood script that Aiden O'Connell has authored since he got to Purdue back in 2017. Yeah, it's been fun to watch. Uh, it's been fun to watch his career develop. I still remember uh, seeing him out there for the first time uh, back when we could watch full practices and being like, who, who is this kid? Uh, he can actually throw the ball for a walk-on. I mean, it's, uh, just don't see that all that often. Uh, and to watch him develop has been fun. Does that mean uh, he goes on to have a, a Hall of Fame NFL <laughs> career? I would not predict that, but I think he'll get an opportunity at some point. And uh, yeah. he certainly has looked good so far. Yeah. Yeah, like just like just like David Blau. I never expected David Blau to ever start NFL games. He's got a chance to start five games. And uh yeah, you just never know where life's gonna take you. And and those are two two of my all-time favorite boilermakers. I mean, just as people. And you know, you know David Blau, the kind of person he is, my gosh. So yeah, it's just kind of fun to see good things happen to good people, right? Yep, that's for sure. Hey, thanks, Tom. Take care, buddy. That'll do it for our podcast for this week. A thanks to our sponsors. As always, if you do like the podcast, please rate us five stars on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a comment as well. All right, that'll do it for our show for Tom Deanhart. I'm Kyle Chargers. Thanks for listening. This is Golden Black Radio. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.